Hi guys and welcome back to another episode with the Nursing Handover podcast. It's Jerry and Diane and we have the lovely Maxine Obeng from Niche Careers Consultancy. I hope I've got that correct. You do. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say on our platform we've talked a lot about careers, um, about the different pathways you can take as a nurse. Yeah. Um. I guess we've also talked about the different branches, but we've been fortunate enough, obviously, to make contact with Maxine and Mm. just to get some insight from her, basically on, yeah, I guess careers, especially for the BAME community. 100%. And um, just get guidance and advice on how we go about going for our goals, achieving our dreams in a professional way, I guess. Of course, and maximising your full potential. Yeah. Most definitely. definitely. So Maxine, mm-hmm. we're going to throw it over to you. Can you tell us about yourself and what you do? Oh, wow. What a question. <laughs> um, <laughs> so about myself. So um, I was born in Ghana, West Africa. I actually came to the UK when I was about nine years old. Oh, and wow. yeah, and I wouldn't say that I sort of went into nursing as something that I wanted to do straight away off the bat. Mm-hmm. I think I, I always say I kind of fell into it and then fell in love, you know, whilst there. Yeah. Um, so I actually went to uni and did the psychology for my first degree. And then afterwards, I thought, oh, what am I going to do now? You know, yeah. <laughs> to find something to do. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not going to find. Obviously, um, the, the pathway in, in psychology is quite difficult as well. So I thought, you know what, let me see what my options are. And having discussions with a lot of friends and colleagues, etc., um, they were kind of like, okay, why don't you try and do the, the MSc nursing? And whilst you're on it, you can kind of um, decide, you know, what pathways you want to take next. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And then whilst on placement, I thought, you know, I actually absolutely love this. This is this is brilliant. I get to have the patient contact. I get to really, you know, um, implement things. I'm, I'm learning lectures. It, it just felt really comfortable. Oh, good. So, yeah, so I stayed. Um, and I've been in it now, I've been nursing now for probably the last 10 years or so. Wow. Um, and yeah, it's probably one of the best things, like best decisions I made a while ago. Um, and it's going really great. Sweet. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm currently working for an NHS trust. Uh, I'm actually a newly appointed assistant director for crisis mental health care. Oh, wow. Um, liaison and perinatal. Yeah. So it's, it's really exciting times right now. Um, and I think for me, the reason why I guess I started this company was I've, I've actually been on maternity leave this year. Okay. Um, yeah, I had my, my daughter at the start oh, of the year. Congratulations. congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And I think like everybody else, I just felt like what is happening in the world, you know? Obviously, we, we know that we are in a society where racism exists. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we all kind of know what it's like for BME people. But I think seeing... Um, seeing what, what was happening around the world, obviously, then with, with the COVID uh, death rate, it just felt really raw and mm-hmm. really real. Um, and I think, you know, myself and probably like a few other people, you, you know, there was this urge to do something about it. Yeah. Um, and I felt like actually, you know, what can I do? I'm on mat leave um, and I feel this passionately about it. Um, I know that obviously within the NHS, particularly, we have a problem with with regards to institutional racism. Mm-hmm. We have we have a, a problem with regards to you know the um, the likelihood of, of black people being appointed to senior positions. So we know that there is definitely an issue there. And I thought, you know, what can I do with the skills that I actually already have? 
Yeah. Um, and that's what kind of led me to go in towards the idea of um, setting up my company to help BME people with career progression. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been really, really well received. It's been so I think that's probably like uh, May this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been really well received. There's been a lot of engagement from nurses all over the country, you know, um, Midlands, um, North. It's, yeah, it's been it's been crazy. It's been really exciting, actually, because I think surprisingly you get to see a lot of different perspectives but mm-hmm. there are a lot of similarities as well yeah um and it's quite unfortunate because people actually BME people actually go through very very similar things yeah um in a way that you know is is unfortunate because the only the only common um the only common factor is the fact that they are that that person is from B, it's a, from a BME background mm-hmm. um and you know the experiences within healthcare can can be really quite it can be quite terrifying quite lonely quite isolating yeah um not feeling supported and not you know all those things that we we are aware of um you know it's it's definitely people's lived experiences uh, it's definitely factual it's difficult yeah Wow, I'm literally just gobsmacked yeah. to know you've done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's um, it's really tough, and I think I, I guess for us in healthcare, you know, we're quite fortunate because we've got we, we've actually got the um the rest data, which lets us know exactly what people are experiencing. Yeah, um, as as it pertains to obviously being from BME back, backgrounds and the experience of um, discrimination, uh, the experience of you know um, unequal treatment when it comes to career progression, when it comes to you know being um uh, be, being formally formally going through uh, disciplinary processes at work so mm-hmm. we know that actually the data is there for us so it's supported um but it doesn't it still makes it difficult it still doesn't doesn't take away the difficulty in actually doing something about the problem yeah um and I think what was really exciting this year was I can it kind of feels like we're sort of like in a healthcare revolution you know yeah, I've never seen you know so many you know beamy people like come out at once and speak up against something it's, it's so powerful and it feels really 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 good time um mm. for change mm-hmm. so it's 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 a really exciting time i just hope that we can kind of keep the momentum going and keep the narrative and keep the conversations going and then hopefully those those discussions and those you know conversations can actually lead to something something real and something meaningful at the end of it you know yeah mm. i definitely believe that this year has been the spotlight for healthcare. Mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. in our country here but all over the world yeah, and mm. I think it's highlighted the need for good healthcare, um, mm-hmm. the important for a resourceful service, and yeah. also the need to nurture your staff. Big time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's so amazing to hear how you've, you know, you came from Ghana, you kind of fell in love with nursing, and you've kind of made mm. it work for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think it's 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 stories like this that people need to hear to bring them and draw them into nursing. Cause I think the narrative is still very aged and still mm-hmm. very like, Oh my God, it's 12 hour shifts and you're working nights mm. and days and Oh, it's yeah. this and it's that it's, it's still, yeah. it's that people don't really see that like you can do so much more. It's just the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think hearing how much you have been able to do and are still doing and are going to do, it's, it's very inspiring and very motivating Definitely. Like we're five years mm. in and just hearing that like you've done all of this in 10 years. I'm just like, hey, <laughs> Geraldine, like, I need to get into some sort of level, leveling up to Maxine when I, when I reach 10 years. Like it's quite nice Honestly. to see people like us 
in mm-hmm, such high mm-hmm. positions because in a lot of places, not even just healthcare wise, we don't see that mm-hmm, often. Mm-hmm. And like you see, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and mm. you see like our people around you. Everyone's trying to start businesses and do little things, and sadly, some things don't go according to plan. But it's quite mm. nice to see that your business is flourishing, and it's been yeah, able to manifest as well as it has yeah. done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think there hasn't really been a better time than 2020 with all that's gone on, with like everything to do with race COVID-19 like you said this is the time now for this to happen Mm. Mm. it's been a horrible year um but I think it's been I think most people have probably felt the same but for me it certainly feels like it's been it's been the worst time of year I mean it's Mm. been the worst year overall yeah but I think I think because of that, as a result of that, there's been real growth from a lot of people. Mm. Yeah. You know, you know, it's, it's kind of like that pressure, you know, really nurtures growth. And I think that's really what's happened. Um, and I think people have had to just kind of take, take a good look at themselves and think, OK, actually, what am I doing that's going to that's benefiting, you know, me as a person, but also my community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people have really had that, had, you know, had those light bulb moments this year. Um, yeah. And it's it's really hopefully it's going to lead to some something really big at the end of it. Um, but I, you know, I, I hear what you're saying about representation because for me, you know, when I spoke, when I first started too, I didn't necessarily feel like I saw people that looked like me or even my age because I'm I'm actually now 32. So when I started, I had just finished uni. You know, I went to uni at 18, so I was still I was still a child basically. I was still young, mm. um, and then and then qualifying, you know, finishing my nursing degree, starting practicing. It, it's hard to see people that look like you, you yeah. know, be, being a woman, being young and being black, you know, trying to aspire to senior positions. It was tough because people, people that are there are nothing like you. Yeah. So you do kind of feel like, actually, is, is this possible? You know, is, is there a career here for me? Am I going to be able to be able to excel? You know, especially when you're still um, you're still someone that's quite ambitious and, you you mm-hmm. know, in, in yourself, you want to get to a place where you feel like you can make you know the most impactful change. Yeah. And it's hard to, to have that drive and ambition when there is no um, representation. So it's really important that people like us just keep pushing yeah. um, and definitely telling our stories for sure. I can't get over the fact you're 32 and an assistant director <laughs> of nursing. Like, Wow. It's it's been a hard road. Like I don't think I've even really spoken about it to a lot of people <laughs> yet because I think I'm still like in probably in a bit of shock. Only because not because it's not deserving or not because I've not worked hard. I think it's just because of how hard I've worked. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe that's actually here. Yeah. You know, when it, it's like um, one of those things where you tick off something that's been on your list for a long time. Yeah. Um, it's kind of that moment of, you know, le- letting it sink in and, and actually decompressing and actually then kind of living it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's very bizarre. When you so, started um, your nursing career, yeah. did you ever see this as a goal that you wanted to achieve? I always just knew that there was a lot more that as a profession we could achieve. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think, um, I always believed that there was something more that my diversity could bring. So, yeah. you know, my my diversity as a woman, as, you know, as being black and being younger, mm-hmm. I felt like there was so much more that I could use, you know, the whole of me, you know, my uh, myself to really, um, to really improve things or change things or, or just improve the, the experience that we could provide to, to our patients. And, you know, at the end of the day, so... I always had that in mind that I knew that I could do more with my whole self. Yeah. Um, and until until we create a system where people can actually bring their whole selves, you know, to their profession, we're not going to be able to to really make, you know, 
make meaningful change to, to our patients' lives either. Yeah. Um, so it's it's one of those things. So I think, yes, I've, I always had that ambition and the dream that I could definitely be more, but mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't think I even dared to dream too far. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's kind of like... Um, it's it's difficult it's difficult and it, you know it's com- it's competitive it's it's difficult you know there are a lot of things that are against i guess us as women anyway as well um let alone you know the race and the age thing so yeah. it's it's tough and i think i i think i i dared not dream too far <laughs> <laughs> but really. now you've done so well for yourself like so well yeah, it's and I think I think what's really helped, and I think what I always tell people that you know other nurses that I speak to, what's really helped me in my career is the ability to really move around and work in a lot of different different clinical areas. Yeah, I think um, I think you know there's something there's something powerful about being able to kind of leave leave one place, go to a new place, and and have to adjust quickly. And that adjustment period is, is a real learning period. Yeah. And as a result of that, you kind of take on these new skills and these new experiences with you to the next place. And that's how you grow. And that's what really helped me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've I've worked in London Trust. I've worked in, you know, Midlands. I've worked in like different clinical settings as well, like, you know, forensics and um, PQs, God, acute inpatient, community, so a number of settings and all those things have actually just really helped me become a better a better clinician, but also helps me in how I deal and how I work with people. Yeah. And ultimately that's that's obviously the main thing that we, we do as nurses. We work with people. Um and that that certainly helped me along the way. Um so I just wanted to ask uh, Maxine, so are you a mental health trained nurse? Yes, mental okay. health trained nurse, that's right. Okay. Yeah. And what made you choose that branch of nursing as opposed to adult or child or learning disability? Do you know what's really interesting? So I was always interested in mental health um, and and sort of like psychoanalytics and psychology. That was just, you know, my my passion. I actually did psychology um, as part of my A-levels as well. So I knew that I wanted to do something, you know, relating to that. So after I finished my BSc, I thought, um, what can I do next? That's going to allow me to still have that contact and that sort of um, involvement and that learning um, around mental illnesses and mental and um, um, and sort of psychology. And I thought, let me try nursing and see what that's like. So I think that's why I went into the mental health nursing branch. Um, and I, at that point, I was still thinking that I might be able to, um, following uh, my training, I might be able to even maybe go in to do my um, doctorate, uh, my, my clinical psycho- psych- psychology doctorate at the end of it. But again, and that never happened. So I never left nursing. I've just kind of, I've, I've remained and I've just, you know, I've just carried on and, um, and it's, kind of, it's kind of grown from there. But I think the mental health aspect was just, was a natural, it was a natural choice for me because it was always my, my, my interest, my passion. Yeah. Wow, I'm literally just hearing all of you. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask, how have you juggled, I guess, um, going up your nursing career and um, mm. let's say like the beginning of your of your consultancy business, how have you juggled the two? Yeah. It's been interesting. So luckily, like I said, I've, it's, I've been on maternity leave this year and I think that's what's really given me the mental clarity to be able to to develop something from scratch. I think mm-hmm. sometimes when we are working and we're in that, that busy sort of day-to-day, you know, stresses of life, it can be quite hard to really give yourself time to to even think outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, fortunately, 
it was a, a, like a accumulation of, of those factors, like being on mat leave, seeing the world around me just feels like it was literally falling apart. All the all the Black Lives Movement, you know, resurgence, like all the, all that stuff, just kind of gave me that um, that push to really mm-hmm. think, okay, something needs to be done, and actually, what can I do with the skills that I already have? Um, and so, as a result of that, it's been it's been easier to kind of get things set up. But I say easier, kind of like. <laughs> you know tentatively because I've actually got a newborn baby and I have a toddler so it's mm. not necessarily easy it's yeah. just you know it's just easy uh I guess because I'm not thinking about you know working full-time alongside it as well of course um yeah. so it has helped definitely um but I think because because I'm obviously still I'm still um you know I'm still I'm still in, in employment so I'm still I'm still a nurse so I think mm-hmm. because of that it's it sort of made it easier for I guess for me to be able to have conversations with with, with other nurses, um, yeah. you know, just really kind of like at, at a very basic level to have, to have something in common and to kind of like, you know, agree on and kind of um, build on. So yeah. it, it definitely helps those relationship building um, with with clients. But I, I, I don't know whether or not I would have been able to do this if I was actually not on maternity leave, if I'm honest with you. Because I think, yeah. like I said, when you're working, it's just so difficult to think outside of the box um, mm. on anything else that you're really passionate about. No, I think that's, I think you're so right about that because when you're boxed down with shifts or day-to-day life Mm. and work and everything else, the thought of doing what you want to do is there, but having the Mm. time to truly Mm -hmm. invest in it isn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But how are you thinking that you're going to manage this? Oh, once once you go back to work? Yeah, I mean, that's that's like the the golden question. Um, do you know what I haven't I'm taking it day by day and Mm -hmm. so my plan is to go back to work sort of December um, Mm -hmm. but I'm still trying to iron out you know what that's going to look like in terms of still providing consultancy for nurses while still doing my day job so I I, I, there's no answer right now basically that's a long short of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) I still don't know no that's (laughs) fine (laughs) yeah I think I think it's going to be a lot of late nights and weekend working and all that stuff but yeah that goes about saying I guess to be expected (laughs) um I was just gonna ask um I feel like there's a lot of how can I say um career advice stuff but there's nothing really geared to the BME community I feel like this is the first Mm consultancy I've seen that does mm-hmm. cater to to us essentially mm-hmm. um I would say is do you feel you can incorporate that into your trust where you're going to work do you think there's a way you could somehow bring it in yeah no that's that is such a good question and it's something that I guess as part of the consultancy I've been trying to find a way to get trust to kind of incorporate this within their mainstream because yeah. You know, we know that, that there is there is a problem, you know, within the NHS. We know that there is institutional racism. We know that, you know, BME people are, are disadvantaged. And it doesn't, it, it's something that, you know, should fall on trust to improve because the workforce is made up of 20% almost of BME people. Mm-hmm. So actually, you know, employers should actually be, be doing something about about this um and like i said because of the rest data we know that actually obviously the long-term plan that the people's plan all these you know, reports that have come out this year and last year are really focusing on, on improving the experiences of being people mm-hmm. um and actually improving the quality so we know that actually it's 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 nationally on the agenda mm. um 
And there are a lot of people who are very senior having very good conversations about how to improve this. But unfortunately, we're not at the stage yet where it's really impacting, you know, to the extent that, that we would want it to. Yeah. Um, and so as part of the consultancy, I, I did I have developed a model that I've been trying to work with with trust on on kind of bringing on board to 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 sort of introducing to how they work and how they support their BME staff. Mm-hmm. Um but again, it's something that, you know, it's very much in its infancy. And, you know, I'm trying to work out um, get, um, getting a pilot site and all those kind of things. So it's all it's all kind of like coming along. But, you know, it's not I am not the only consultancy, you know, that's doing this or I'm, I'm not the only individual that's, you know, trying to work out the developing you know, models to 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 improve in you know our experiences. There are a lot. There are a number of initiatives going going along, going around at the moment. Yeah. But it's just about, I guess, getting people engaged, getting trust to come on board to these things, um, and actually, you know, giving it time to work, um, and actually not just focusing on on the individual because. The, the the problem is that you know before a lot of these programs were just kind of focused on the individual mm-hmm. so you're you're kind of assuming that there is an inherent inherent problem with bme people whereas actually what we what we now understand even more even better is that you know there are there are systematic and systemic problems within our structures that mm-hmm. we need to really focus on yeah. um, and until we can break down those barriers within our systems you're just you're just kind of like fixing the individual and, and and sending them back to where they work where there are barriers so it's very difficult um so i think the good thing is that at the moment you know there is a real focus on changing those those um those systems to improve inclusion um, and, and improve you know um diversity and representation so I'm, I'm hoping that you know who knows maybe within the next the next 10 years you know the next generation they will be the ones that will definitely reap the benefits but you know it, it's, it doesn't mean that we don't stop working. We just keep keep going at it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's really what I can say. Um, I wanted to say, I know you have a daughter. Mm-hmm. What would you say if she wanted to become a nurse? Oh, goodness. Um, I... Oh. Do you know what it's really tough because so I actually did the um the RCN's Nurse and Whilst Black. They have they have the new podcast, like a podcast series out. Mm-hmm. So I did that with them. And I think when I was writing my message, that was one of the things I was thinking about. Mm. And it really made me think, wow, I didn't go into my life thinking I wanted to be a nurse, but then I absolutely love it. And it's, it's, it's where I am now, it's where, it's where my passion is. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, knowing the struggles that BME people are going through and continue, you know, continue to experience in the day to day. Do I want that for my child? You mm. know, it's it's really difficult because I, you obviously as a parent, you want your you want your kids to to do what makes them happy, but you also that that is sort of like with the un- underlying assumption that they are going to live in a world that's fair and equal. Yes. But when that's not the case, you want them to to put themselves in the best position possible mm. um, in the world that in in the world that that we're in. So it's what I I don't know. I I don't think if we are where we are in another eighteen years time, I I I don't know. I wouldn't. I would be kind of like giving her the side eye. <laughs> like, mm, are you sure you want to do this? See, I <laughs> so, feel like every nurse. I feel like mm. every nurse when asked that kind of question always mm. has the same up there's always an element of uh, i'm not sure like do you want your child to yeah. go through the same thing and what is it going to be mm. like 
what the mm. condition is going to be like. So yeah, I can definitely, I get where you're coming from. Mm. Um, Same. Else? Like yeah. I don't think, like I think about it now, not that I have kids and like the conversation comes up quite a lot in like my work group chats. Would you want your child, well, would you want your child to become a nurse and go through the things that you've been through X, Y, and Z? It's easier now because I don't have kids to say no, but then, Mm. they could go and and love it and be like you know what i'm about to make a big change in the community Mm. and follow through but i think it's definitely something some food for thought there like what would Mm. we want Mm. to see nursing become in the next 10 20 30 years Mm. and i think this year alone has highlighted the big concerns within healthcare Mm. and then the way we can and the way we can turn it around really Definitely. I mean, it's it's shocking that we went from, you know, calling nurses heroes, clapping for them every Thursday, and then we can't even get our fair pay, you know, to yeah. be reviewed. Like, it doesn't mm. even make sense. It's just shocking. And then and then to have the disproportionate amount of BME people dying from COVID as well. It's just, there were, there were just too many things this year with mm. regards to our profession that mm-hmm. were just, like, really difficult to really swallow and um, really, really d- difficult to, to to get your head around or, or to even live through. Um, and I think as a result of that, it's t- certainly going to put a lot of people off even staying in the profession, let alone our future generations. But, you know, I think... I, I, I still think that there is hope that we can turn this around, but it's going to take people... You know, taking accountability and really doing the hard work that's needed yeah um, and 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 that's not just for the bme stuff but actually just the profession as a whole yeah there is a lot of work that we need to do to really improve that because we almost need a whole kind of like reputation revamp and just image revamp because there's yeah. just a lot at the moment that isn't really portraying the profession in, in the best light at all mm. yeah i definitely agree yeah. i kind of feel like um, this year, nurses have been a bit like a PR stunt. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we're really we we we're dangled in people's faces when they want mm-hmm. us to be dangled, and then when they don't need mm-hmm. us again, they shove us to the back. Mm-hmm. And then when they need us again, mm-hmm. we're back at the forefront again. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's all and 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 to me, how can society respect us if the government don't respect us? Yeah, mm-hmm. how can people mm-hmm. look at us as professionals? How can they see us as important as doctors? if mm. we're the profession that can be messed around so easily who can't, won't be mm. listened to we protest and we get no coverage yeah. or mm. if we try to stand up for our rights we are now being bad to our patients we're not caring about our patients our duty of care mm. has gone out of the window and mm-hmm. I, I agree it, nursing as a whole needs an overhaul it needs to be mm. seen through different eyes yeah because mm. to the point that people or the government were saying that we're not a skilled job when they created that list earlier in the year of jobs that were skilled, that, of fair paid skilled jobs saying that nurses didn't require an increase or, you know, anyone can do it. I don't think so. Like, it's, it's a pretty difficult, challenging wow. role. And this year has showed us testing times. Like, you know, we've been called heroes, all sorts, due to everything that's happened. But, mm. you know, we're still humans. We still go through the same things like everyone else, but we're just not expe- respected anywhere as no. enough as other professions. I think for me, you know, when I read like the, the standards of practice and I read our code and mm. you think all of these things a nurse has to be, I mean, mm-hmm. we're all individuals, but we all have to abide by this code. We have, this is the code that we have to live by. This is the duty of, of care that 
we are giving and attesting to for the rest of our professional careers and beyond because we all know the three of us in this conversation that even if you're not in a nurse uniform or you're you're not in your in your nursing environment you're still a nurse your nurse Mm -hmm. head is always Mm -hmm. on and Mm -hmm. you you have to be a professional at all times even from the things that you post on social media or the opinions Mm -hmm. that you share or the conversations that you engage in that level of professionalism is always there yeah and it makes you think if somebody if that was to be printed in a newspaper and somebody read the entire code and all the things that we have to do and have to be and have to remember yeah would they then be saying yeah they deserve Mm. their their more money oh my gosh they have a Mm. lot of responsibility but then at the same Mm. time what angers me is why should we have to do so much to get what we should just get anyway Mm -hmm. like we work very Mm -hmm. hard for what we do and mm. like I always say, we do an extraordinary job in an ordinary world, mm. but it's just never recognised. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And I think I think there's something about even even the way I see like how nursing, the profession of nursing, is sort of showcased in other countries compared to the UK. It yeah. just it, it says a lot. So I prior to this year, I actually had been off social media for about six five years or something like that I just thought you know what I'm finished with social media Mm -hmm. so I had actually been off it for about six years or so and I came onto it when I started my business as a way to market etc and I then sort of connected with all these sort of nursing pages etc etc but actually what became really apparent was that you know that there still isn't that um that sort of um what's the word I'm looking for that energy and that Mm um that passion or even that that proudness about being a nurse Mm. you know being a nurse in the UK we're still not there yet yeah Yeah. you know you know you have all these American pages and they they love like they bloody love nurses do you know what I mean they 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 go they do the most you know they really Um, do (laughs) and I think I think that that says a lot about about where we are as a profession we're just it's hard to be all in when you don't feel that you know that you're you know, as you're saying that you're that respected, you know, mm. by your own government, it's hard to feel that, you know, if, you know, that there is that much of a buy-in. Yeah. Um, so it's difficult. And I think all of those things need to change if we're going to, you know, A, get in and get, A, gets an increase in the number of people that are actually becoming nurses mm-hmm. um, and, and B, even get people who are already nurses to even stay in the profession. You know, yeah. all those things need to be, need to be worked on. Big time, because I think a lot of my friends where I work now a lot of people a lot of people are considering is nursing even what I want to do now yeah not just from the BAME community yeah. like in general like we're never mm-hmm. respected mm-hmm. when mm. all the things that we want to do we can't do we're governed by this government that doesn't actually want to help us and you know nothing's mm. changing why would I stay in such a profession but yet we're so needed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I just I mean but- Oh no, go on, Maxine. No, I was, I was just going to say, in terms of like the, you know, the qualities that are required to be a nurse, like you're saying, if you if you were to print that and let the average person read that, they'll be like, what? Mm. Yeah. Do you understand? Like it, it is so much. It and like I said, it's more than just a profession because it literally follows you in your everyday life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't know where your nursing ends and where your other life begins because mm-hmm. it just becomes one. And, you know, the level of resilience that's required to be a nurse, the commitment, the, the, the compassion, the care, all those things that we know that, you know, that we give. You can't just that, that those are skills and they're qualities and, you know, they, they, they are they are developed. You can't just say you wake up and you're a nurse. No, these things are you're trained and they're, and they're built on and they're developed. 
So, you know, these these are high, highly skilled jobs. But unfortunately, like you're saying, it's not being recognised in the right light. Yeah. Um, and it's really difficult to get to encourage the younger generations and, and to encourage other people to come on board when when we're not even being supported ourselves, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, as you said, we just need to do a lot for, you know, for the generation coming up and just, you know, promote the, the, the profession, showcase the talent, showcase the different pathways, because there's so much that you, that you can do within nursing. It's not just your your usual, you know, like like you said, working nights, working 12 hours. It's not, it's not only that. That's part of it, but, part of it, but it's not only that. And it's a mm-hmm. lot of other things that you can do that can still support, you know, your, your passion and interest, but still really make difference to, to people's lives and, and quality care. So there's so much that we can promote and showcase. And it's just about getting the word out there to people. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like we there almost needs to be like a nursing campaign. Yes. And it yes. needs to be like videos, posters, YouTube mm-hmm. channels. It, it needs to mm-hmm. have a Everything. massive reach because mm-hmm. I kind of feel like, we have a lot of vacancies. How are we going to fill them? And the way mm. we're working now, mm. we're not going to fill them. And I think you need to market nursing in a way that it's attractive and it's appealing and it's worth your while. Yes. Yes. You know, it's, I, I, I look at us and I think, gosh, we have jobs. We yeah. have jobs. You know, we have mm-hmm. jobs all over the world. Medicine, medicine mm. health is universal. No matter where you go, it's the basic principles mm-hmm. are the same. You know, mm-hmm. who can boast such skill? Not many people, mm-hmm. not many jobs can. Mm-hmm. But again, mm-hmm. that's something that people don't know or don't say or don't know that they can do that with nursing, that nursing yeah. actually broadens your horizons. It gives you access yeah. to, to travel. It gives you access to different people, you know, yeah. and you learn so much about yourself. And I think it would be so amazing if there was some kind of nursing campaign out there that could draw mm-hmm. people in mm-hmm. from college, from school, you know mm-hmm. just mm. something that can hone in on young minds and say mm. yeah this is kind of cool to be a nurse like it's it's a good job yeah but i think playing devil's advocate here everyone seems to think that nursing is for older women like we went like mm. all of us we went into it quite young and for me i think it's probably one of the best things i ever did because mm. within my career i feel like i've done quite a lot i've seen a lot of things and i've been able to use that everywhere i go and i, I would never dispute that at all but when you speak to others who aren't in the profession they always feel like or from what I've got um a lot of people have been like oh but you know you're so young to be a nurse like why would you just go into it straight Mm. away there's so much more you could do without realizing like nursing it opens the door to so much more than Mm. people truly know like when I'm talking to people now about the passions and the things I want to do within nursing they're like oh do you actually need to be a nurse to do that or could you not have done it a different way and it, like I look at my path and what I want to achieve and to be honest no I think nursing was probably for me the best thing I ever did and I just wish yeah like Diane saying that there was a campaign for people to see that going into such roles in air quotes early on can mm. sometimes be that life-changing goal that you need mm-hmm. because it sets you up with such skills that can be transferred into anything whether people want to stay within nursing or not it opens the doors to so many things and once people know you're a nurse they're more likely to take you on in everything else and every other aspect in life that you Mm. want to achieve yeah that's so true yeah one thing I will I do want to ask is did you ever feel like so culture wise that Mm. I know that for example in like my culture some people see nursing as like beneath or it's a job for people that 
Mm. I don't know. Do you know I'm do you know where I'm coming from? Like mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. in the culture they don't look at it as a respectable job. Did yeah. you ever face a kind of backlash when you chose to go into nursing? Did anyone ever come at you and say, Why would you want to do that? I mean, definitely. I think I think because culturally, like you said, so obviously within the the West African culture, within the Ghanaian culture, you know, being a nurse isn't isn't like on, on the same level as saying that oh my, my daughter's gone to uni to go and study law like it's not on the same yeah, level yeah, so, yeah yeah exactly so yeah you're you're going to get those um those comments and you know and people thinking that so for example so obviously I said I went to do psychology initially with the with the with the hope of doing my clinical psychology doctorate afterwards but that that never happened I stayed in nursing because that's what that's what where, where my passion was mm. but certainly at the beginning I had to have a lot of conversations with my family about why I wasn't going down that path anymore yeah yeah <laughs> and why I was and why I was staying in nursing mm. so yeah so um so yes there, there are definitely those cultural perceptions about what nursing is and and what it's not um and again it's about that reputation that identity of the profession um and then it not being as respected as it should be because without nurses there is no healthcare system people don't oh, realize no. that big time um you know we literally, we literally hold up the whole the whole thing mm. um so it, but i think i think that there is a lot that as, i guess as individuals we can promote it you know and, and own it um and but I think even saying that I know that even maybe just you know when I first qualified I, I don't think my friends even knew what I what I, what I did, you know. Mm. So I think again I think it's it's kind of like back then it was like you kind of just fell into this thing you were just kind of working and there wasn't really anything to to write home about with regards to nursing. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I think now, you know now certainly you know as we should be we should be very proud of, of what what we what we do and, and how and how we contribute but again it's because i think as a profession overall there just isn't that 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 pride in ourselves mm-hmm, yeah. um and and you know there really should be there really should be no i totally agree with you because i think like both diane and i can speak about this that when you say to certain people that you know we're nurses people seem to look at you differently like oh like why why would you waste your time there's so much more you could do with life (laughs) without realizing like this is probably the best thing we could ever do for ourselves yeah Mm. yeah i think nursing is kind of seen like a safe bet i know for a fact there's a lot of people that i know that have said nursing is like the backup plan like I can do nursing and I could fall back on it. I can always go back to it. I can always do it at some point. Mm. And I guess maybe that is why there is an older connotation with it because people, I guess, go and live life and come back to it. Yeah. Mm. You know? But it's crazy because I actually think that makes it a very good thing because think about what we've just said. Like what what are the jobs it's going to give you that that sense of security yeah and and you know because with us obviously with our registration if you if you once you keep up your practice hours and, and you keep renewing your registration you can have that that um um that sort of um that 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 reliance that you can always come back to it yeah you know we have return to practice like we have we have all those things that make it make it okay for us to to to, to you know to return and or to 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 go and do something else and come back and i think that's that's actually something to promote you know it's something to be quite yeah. proud of because not many other jobs let you let you have that no you know and even like the time to be able to manifest and do your own things mm-hmm. what what other professions mm-hmm. would let you do that and to be honest yeah. i think 
despite going into nursing quite young, you still need the experience and it's the experience that you get throughout life, whether you go to nursing when you're 18 or you go into it when you're 52. Everyone has some sort yeah. of life experiences, regardless how grand, but there's always something that you can bring. And I think when people turn around and say, like, nursing's a safe bet, I don't think everyone is made to be a nurse. And we've seen that no. ourselves or probably with some of our colleagues and people that we've come into contact with. Mm-hmm. Like, to be a nurse, it's within you and you want to showcase those skills and take care of people and be able mm. to support people where you can. It's not a skill that just anyone off the street can come and do. Mm. So I know for me, like, when I... When I go into the the deep details of what we truly do, some of my friends are like, yeah, I don't think I could do that. Whereas some yeah. people are like, oh, like, you know, what are you doing? You're just watching babies all night long or doing X, Y, and Z. And it's like, that's not the case. When I'm showing you certain things that are happening, yeah. you're now flabbergasted and don't know what to do or say because, yes. you, you know, you don't know how you'd work if that was you in, in those times. Yeah, it's exactly that. The amount of conversations that obviously with my family, with my, my partner, my now husband, like the things that you say about you, about work and they just look at you like, oh my gosh, how yeah. are you doing? How How is this possible? How mm. are you living like this? Mm. It's like, well, actually we're trained to, you know, to, to support and react in these certain ways. And actually, you know, we have the skills to manage these situations, but mm-hmm. it still doesn't take away from how, you know, to the layman, it can be quite like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Most definitely. <laughs> and you know, and you know, like you said, how we're equipped, we just mm-hmm. talk about it like it's normal. Like we will say mm-hmm. stuff that have happened and somebody will stare at you like, how wow. are you not traumatized? <laughs> or mm-hmm. are you okay? And you're just like, yeah, like it's another mm-hmm. day at the office, you know? Yeah. The same way you <laughs> was in a meeting and, you know you guys crunch numbers we were jumping on someone's <laughs> chest doing cpr like it's just it is yeah. what it is mm-hmm. but again why is that respect i think for me mm-hmm. that's the big thing it's that respect it's that awareness it's that bringing people kind of to me i want to like bring people on to the team and say come mm. and join come and do it yeah you know there's mm. a there's a lot of people that don't know what i guess they don't know what they're missing yeah you know yeah and that's why I think seeing like what you're doing and your your business with careers, it's so. Mm. I feel like young people need this. They yeah. need, you know, how you have career fairs and you have people there and people talking about different professions and jobs, like stuff and skills for life and at Excel mm. and stuff like that. I feel like this needs to be there. Like you need to be there. Yeah. I feel like people <laughs> need to see that. Look at this woman. She's a woman she's a sister she's a daughter she's a wife she's a mother but she has it all and it's possible you know mm. you've shown that it's possible and I think like um Gigi said it's very motivating it's very inspiring yeah you know and to think this is just you're just getting started you've just started you know there's so much more to birth so much more to come yeah so yeah it's been amazing just just talking to you and getting insight and hearing about how passionate you are not just for the career but for 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 the consultancy and yeah and nursing as well like my question to you would be where do you see yourself in 10 years if you're if if you're here at the top (laughs) of your game now where do you see yourself in 10 years time Oh my gosh, you know what? I don't even think it's a position. I just, I th- whenever I think that, I think it's more of being, of like, I guess, 
the state of the world. So for me, it's like in 10 years time, I, I hope that I'm, we're not having these same conversations, you know, yeah. mm. that it's not going to be a shock that somebody who is like me in the sense that it's a woman and that, you know, it's from a BME background, is young or, you know, whatever the, the perception of young is, um, I hope that that person is not going to be having these same barriers and these same struggles, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that we we have a system where we have a community we have communities whereby we don't suffer from health inequalities because we're from BME backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's it's more it's more of like of how, of how I see myself of like how I see myself in a system as opposed to where you know position yes because I think you can be I think you know I think it's true it's true what they say leaders are at every position it doesn't really matter where you are you know on some arbitrary band you know banding at the end of the day it's 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 your ability to to see yourself as somebody who can actually you know um, um uh, impact change mm-hmm. um, and somebody who can actually influence things around you um and and I think you can do that at, at any level. Um, so for me, certainly, I just I I'm, I've always just been I've always just tried to use my position, no matter where it is, just to try and improve the people that I work with, improve their experience, improve the cause in terms of obviously the BME agenda, but actually also be in a position where we can ensure that actually we have we have equality when it comes to to healthcare and to to um to treatment outcomes and and not having you know our BME people you know being being detained more likely or, or coming through the, the criminal criminal justice system and having our our, our pregnant mothers you know um be more likely to to, to, to have um child child um child loss um and and traumatic birth outcomes like all those things yeah. that we know that exist for me it's just about being in a position whereby i can do my bit to improve that mm. no matter where that position is who knows maybe in 10 years time i might i might decide to to go back to the roots and, and to the grassroots and start working as a bantics again who knows you just don't yeah. know mm. where you're gonna be yeah but i think it's just about you know being clear on what your purpose is um, mm-hmm. and for me that's certainly what drives me um so i i really i don't know where i want to be you know in in that sense in 10 years time in, in sense of like you know you know some on the banding for example but yeah I certainly know that in ten years' time, I want to be in a system where we're we're having better conversations, and we've we've, yeah. we've come a long way. Hopefully, mm. yeah, yeah. No, I hear that. That's pretty much all we can be, really. Like yeah. the, band, the banding system, after a while, makes no difference because what you want to achieve is beyond bandings. It's more what you want to achieve for your colleagues, other yeah. people in the BAME society, student nurses, and whoever else you come into contact with, really. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mhm, mhm, mhm. But yeah, but the thing is, you know, it doesn't take away from the fact that we we do need representation. Yeah, we know that there just there just aren't enough people that look like us, you know, in those positions that are that they're able to really, you know, the the decision makers. There just aren't enough people like us in those rooms, and you know at the end of the day we still we still need to be there we yeah. need to be in those rooms where where things where choices and decisions get gets made about us mm. um, but unfortunately we're just not there so you know i think i think if if, if every BME person just makes it their personal mission to just keep climbing the career the career ladder and just keep going as high as they can then hopefully we can get there but to, to support that our systems need to change yeah you know in, in order to, to help us um get get to those levels which we deserve to be at mm-hmm. it's not that you know we're asking them to to make adjustments that, that aren't fair or that make the system unequal 
But actually, what we do know is that the system is not equal as it is at the moment. So mm. we're just asking for a, a, a fair playing field, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's what we need, really, I think. No, I'm with you there. I just mm. want to ask, also, what would you say to fellow nurses who want to essentially move up the scales or move up the bandings, but they they seem afraid to do so? Or don't think that they may be ready? Yes, oh, this is something that I actually come across with my clients quite often. I think, I think fear on fear of the unknown is is certainly a big thing. Um, but I think it, I think it really just comes down to being being clear in your competencies and being confident in your competencies. Yeah. So I don't think anyone should ever go for a position that they are um that that they don't they personally don't feel confident that they're able to do mm-hmm. um but i think if the, if if those thoughts come from a place of fear and not fact then you need to kind of work through that do you know what i mean i yeah. think a lot of the time you might feel that way but actually it's, it's more of your fear and and more of your um you know of like confidence and and as opposed to actual competencies so yeah. i think i think um I think talk about it with people, talk about it with your mentors, you know, find a, find a, a coach, find somebody who is at that position doing that job and get that, get that real inside with that person about what it's really like. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that should calm some of your, some of those personal anxieties about, um, about, yeah, about your um, capability, because actually a lot of the time it's just the fear of the unknown. It's not actual based on, on your factual skills. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you probably can do this job. You just need support um, and, and, and just that understanding of, of what's going to be required of you. Yeah. But there is a lot of that fear. It's, it's definitely, I mean, even with me going into this job, I mean, before this job, I was, I was an 8A operational manager. So I've actually gone up a band um, I haven't. I, I have I have never been an eight B, and I'm yeah. going to be an assistant director. So there is that fear of, oh my gosh, you know, can I do this job? But mm. again, I, I've, I've had to do that that thing myself, yeah. <laughs> and um, just go back to the fact that you know I've been working towards this for for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. You know, I've 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 been preparing. I've I've had opportunities. I've had mentoring. I've had all those things that I knew I needed to, to build myself to do this job. So mm. again, it goes back to reminding yourself of those things. Um, you know, on you know, um, at those times when you have those doubts. Um, and we all know, you know, imposter syndrome is definitely a thing and it affects yeah. all of us, unfortunately. But it's about, you know, being able to, to talk through those those fears and those anxieties with the right people, though, not just with anybody. <laughs> yeah, no, just, I think that's your fears. Mm. <laughs> I'm with you there because I think sometimes when you talk to certain people who aren't the right people, they can steer you in a way that becomes detrimental to what to where it is you want to be and become. Mm. And when you're lucky enough to have either like that group of people that have your back or even like you mm-hmm. said, like a mentor that knows that has been in the role that you want and is able to assist you and help you to get to where you want to be. You see such great differences in the outcomes Absolutely. for yourself, Absolutely. whether it be nursing or just life in general. Yeah, definitely. Just have the right people around you, you know, use your networks really well. Um, have the right people around you use your family support your friends support like the right people makes all the difference um, yeah. because nursing nursing can be tough I mean every work environment can be tough you know sometimes you get people in your ear who don't have your best interest at heart so yeah. it's about being really mindful of, of navigating those you know those complexities as well great great so I would say uh, Maxine if 
um, a nurse or a healthcare professional, if they want to basically access your services, talk to you, get some advice, what is the best way to go about it? How do we, how do we experience Maxine and her and her consultancy? What do we do? Yeah, so you can find me on all social media platforms. Um, so I am on at Niche Careers Consultancy on Instagram. And then I'm on at Niche Careers Co on Twitter. And on LinkedIn, it's just Maxine Obeng. So mm-hmm. any of those platforms, you can find me on and access me that way. And it's just a matter of just literally dropping me a line. Can we have a conversation? And we have a, you know, a consultation process um, to get to get to know each other, to understand kind of like, you know, what, what your career pathway has been like so far, mm-hmm. you know, what, what you're trying to aspire to, what you think your personal challenges are and actually what, what you think your strengths are and then start yeah. working on those things um, collectively. So, yeah, so, yeah, those those platforms, definitely the way to to, to get in touch with me. And again, it's for it's for BME healthcare professionals um, and it's to support them with kind of navigating the career pathways in, in healthcare. And would you say that's from like band zero up to whatever or do you have like any requirements? Yes, no, it's literally band zero up to whatever because I think, um, I think the... The, the the skill sets are very different at each band mm-hmm. but a lot of the work that we do are quite similar a lot of the themes are quite similar so um that sort of like motivation work and that um, self-esteem we're building and that resilience recording is very similar um throughout the bands but of course the, the, the skill set and, and the, the core skills are, are particularly different yeah. across the bands but yeah it's it's for everybody and my question is had you experienced consultancy before creating your firm no, so or mentoring. Have, yes, so I have been mentored myself, and I think it's the best thing ever. I think um, I almost feel like so you know when we are um, obviously you know as we're practicing, you have like you have you have student nurses that you yeah. that you mentor and placement etc. I feel like the profession needs to really encourage that for qualified nurses, not yeah. just the student nurses um and because i think i think it's really powerful it's really really um supportive again you know that that mentor can be someone that you know you you choose um personally that that you get on with or that you you know you, you see that they're in a position that you aspire to that you want to get and then they can help you and nurture you to get there yeah but it's really important that we have those outlets um you know having sponsorships and having having mentorships it's just we, we need that but we just don't it's not as sort of talked about or as promoted as it should be i think mm-hmm. um because it's really important but yeah prior to the consultancy and i think that's probably what gave me the um um it, it sort of cemented you know I guess why it's so important because I had experienced it myself and I know how powerful it can be yeah um so I think that's what kind of kind of like nudged me in the right direction to actually providing that mentorship to other nurses fair oh that's good that's mm. that's great because mm. like I know personally for me it's always something that I've considered not mentoring others because I don't think I'm I'm there yet but definitely receiving it because I've had periods that I'm like oh I don't know what to do next what could I look into? But then there's times I've spoken to different people and they're like, reach for the stars, go and do what it is, what you want to do. Like you're great at this. Why don't progress that and continue further? But I think it is also like part of the self-confidence and whether you think you're ready. And just also, I think my biggest hurdle is moving between the bandings because Mm. I know there's a lot of fear. For example, like I'm a band six now, but thinking about moving towards band seven, whereas like my secondment role was at a band seven level. But if I wanted to progress to 
you know, being a fully fledged band seven, what else do I need to do? What do I, how, how will I get there? I think sometimes it's thinking, oh, what can I do? What's the best move? How can I go about it? I really think that I think a lot of the trust. So actually, that's one of the things that my my model that I mentioned earlier sort of suggests. Um, so it's it's about really being clear to nurses what the career pathways are, yeah. so that we actually know what we're working towards. So so that you know we when we go into our appraisals and we go into our supervisions and you know whatever else we have, we actually know that okay, I'm working towards this over the course of this year or the course of the next eighteen months. Yeah. I think we're not we're not good at that because we just don't tell our nurses what what's what's required of them. Yeah. Um so I think I think we need to do really better at making that those career pathways very clear and very, very um very explicit so we all know what we're doing. Mm. Yeah. You know? Because I think you get to a point that you're like the like the places that my seniors have said to me is either you're gonna go up the management route, or you're gonna go for an ACP. But I know me being an ACP is not it's not within me. That's not what I want to do. And also mm. sometimes through the management route, I'm also like mm, that's also not what I want to do. But I I guess there's also many other opportunities mm. within. It's not just those two that are the main two that you know is the be all and end all. So I guess it's. Yeah, like you said, finding a, finding a mentor or a, or a consultancy or a consultant who can essentially push you in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a mentor. Mentor is, I can't suggest that enough. Um, it's, we, we all need it. I think every mentor has a mentor and every mentor needs a mentor. We all need one, to be honest. <laughs> mm, definitely. <laughs> definitely, yeah. Like, a, like an accountability partner, isn't it? It's almost... Yeah, someone supporting you, kind of encouraging you, and I guess holding you accountable to what you know you can do and pushing you the right way. Yeah, because I find like some a lot of the time we a lot of us can get stuck in our same places. Like, oh, you know, I'm not ready to move on to this, but I know I'm good at this. I'm just gonna stay here. It's more like the devil you know than the the devil you don't know. Exactly, you get very comfortable where you are. Yeah, very easily. So. You need that person who's got your back to kind of challenge you in a constructive way and kind of make you think differently and get you thinking out of the box sometimes. Um, and that's how you grow, I think, definitely. Yeah. So my last question, because we kind of jumped straight into it, is how are you? <laughs> how am I? Yeah, like, how, how are you? I should have probably asked this right at the beginning. How are you with everything that's going on? And I think... Yeah. Do you know what? The year has just been a roller coaster of emotions. Um, it's I don't I I don't think I've actually even stopped to take stock of how I am at the moment, mm-hmm. as in today. But I know that over the over the few months, it's just been a roller coaster of emotions. Just you know, with family members who've been ill as well, with my mum who works who works on a ward. Um, it's just one thing or you know one thing or another, and it's it's been really tough. Yeah, but. Um, and obviously, with having young kids, with having my um, my new my new little one, um, not being able to access you know um, care like services for children, mm-hmm. you know fa- family groups, all that stuff that you you expect um, for a newborn that just wasn't available because of the pandemic. Yeah. So I think I think it's been it's been tough and it's been a rollercoaster of emotions, like I've said. But I think at the moment today, right now, as I as I as I talk about it, I think I'm just trying to to not get sucked into another sort of um, emotional um, moment, given that we're heading towards um, 
the second wave. Yeah. But yeah, and I think as as health professionals, I think we all know what that really means. I think it's it's difficult to to try and stay grounded and stay yeah. in today and not think too far ahead of, you know, next month and got a winter process and all that stuff. But it's I, I'm okay today, I think. That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm okay today, but um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. But I know, I know people have really had difficult. I mean, I've I've actually been lucky. I say lucky loosely, but I have been lucky because I haven't been in a clinical environment this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've had colleagues and friends who are still working day to day. Yeah, and 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 I know you know we we've, we've lost people in the profession, and it's it's really sad. Um, but I know that I've been lucky, and I'm fortunate that I haven't been. Um, in, a, in the clinical environment, but mm-hmm. so so I'm, I'm I'm mindful of I guess my response because I know that actually I know how it's been for for those for those of, of our colleagues who have really really struggled. Yeah, um, had to get up you know every day and, and get you know get to that ward or get get to their clinical environment. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really tough. It's and it's been tough for people, um, and that's that that I guess that that level of resilience again that's needed to, to do that. You just I mean people. We're able to work from home and stay at home, but nurses, of course, we're the ones who have to get on with it. So yeah. it, it's, it's yeah, it's just it's 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 been tough, but yeah, I, I'm okay because I know that I haven't I hadn't been around, but um, I know that you know my friends and colleagues haven't mm-hmm. been okay, um, and it's been difficult. It's been difficult. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah. that's cool. And how are you feeling upon returning back from mat leave? Because I think this is a conver- that's a conversation that a lot of people don't tend to have, and it's like a few people that have I know have recently come back from that leave feel like they've just kind of been dumped yeah. back into the same routine as it was before they went off on mat leave. Yeah, I think it's I think it's difficult. So when I had my son, when I had my first, um, when I went back to work, I was I was like, oh my god, this is crazy because you know the year that you're kind of pregnant and then the year that you're off, you're sort of just, you, you know, you, it takes you a while to decompress and get into mummy mode. And then it takes a long time to come out of that and go back into the working environment. So yeah. when you go back, it can be a real shock to the system. Um, but I think because I've had, I guess the, I've had it the first time around, this is my second time around. So mm-hmm. I think I'm probably a little more less apprehensive about it. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, I am still kind of like, oh, how's it going to be the two of them this time? You know, how am I going to be able to juggle? Plus the pandemic, you know, yeah. plus the nursery issues, all that stuff is still in my mind. Um, and I think it will be in a lot of, you know, moms returning to work. Yeah. It will be in a, in a, in a lot, lot of our minds similarly. Um, and I think the only kind of silver lining is that at least at least we've got the nurseries reopened because that Mm -hmm. was a real big thing um, at the height of the pandemic. Everything was kind of closed. Um, But let's just hope that they remain open, I guess, as we go through winter. I really hope so, Um, because I know a lot of people can't fathom the thoughts of schools and nurseries and other institutions as such being closed again. Yeah. It's gonna. It would be tough. I think it would be real tough. Um, but I think again, even just like the fear about you know going to and from work, you know, expo- you know, having that exposure to yeah. to to the virus, you know, coming home to to a young you know young family, all that stuff, all those fears are definitely there. Um, but again, it's just it's. I mean, what can you do? You just have to take the precautions that you need to take uh, and keep yourself and your family safe. Yeah. Um, 
that's that's really all you can do, isn't it? But yeah, yeah definitely apprehensive but excited. <laughs> <laughs> There's excitement in there somewhere. <laughs> for sure, for sure indeed. Yeah. But no, I think this wraps up our episode. But no, thank you so much for coming on and having a chat with us and talking about your business and what you can do for the BAME Society. Yes, no problem. That's absolutely fine. It's been a pleasure. Um, and I think really it's just, you know, there is there is hope. There was change coming even and that there's still hope. Um, it's just that it's, it's going to take a while to get there. But I think if we all work towards the same goal and the same agenda, then hopefully we'll, you know, we'll, it'll, it'll be an easier route. Um, but it's still a challenge in time. And yeah. Um, yeah, just everyone, everyone try to keep positive because <laughs> it's really easy. It's easy to just kind of like go into that kind of like, um, you know, oh my gosh, everything is rubbish and <laughs> it's all rubbish. But yeah. Just try to keep, you know, optimistic and yeah, you know. No, definitely I'm with you with that. Cause I think that's probably been like one of the hardest things to maintain throughout throughout all of this that's happened this year. It's just mm. keeping that momentum, remaining positive and trying to see the better outcomes from mm. some of the... Mm quite distressing distressing situations that we've had mm. and the thing is sometimes that even means just not even taking all of it in at once yeah mm. do you know what i mean because it got to a point where particularly with the black lives matter movement it just it, it became quite heavy for a lot of people and i think mm. certainly for me like you know there was there was another incident maybe this was maybe like two months ago and i thought i can't i actually can't consume this right now mm. yeah. and break it was just too much for my own mental and my own resilience and my own well-being. I think sometimes we need to just let people know that know that it's okay to just say, actually, not right now. I can't mm-hmm. consume this because it has such a massive impact on yourself. It you know, does. just constantly being exposed to that level of negativity and that level of trauma. It's difficult. Yeah, yeah. And I could say also with that, in line with the pandemic alone, like I know a lot of people, and even myself, after a while, I just I don't want to hear about coronavirus anymore. Mm. Like we're mm-hmm. living it. We're just going to continue to live it and act as normal as possible mm-hmm. like it's just mm-hmm. been yeah I'm definitely there with you in terms of being able to take a step back close yourself off and do what's right for you yeah definitely <sighs> <laughs> but no again it's lovely ladies thank you it's been great thank you <laughs> thank so you much so for much. joining us and I think for everybody listening again if you want to have the pleasure of talking to Maxine getting some advice you can find her on instagram at niche careers consultancy um you can find her on linkedin maxine obeng and she's also on twitter yeah that's all right yeah at niche careers co <laughs> thank you and also guys if you want to hit us up in our dms it's at the nursing handover podcast and for diane it's dd Lutz, and for me it's jellybean with three l's and two a's you can hit us up personally or on our email address anytime you guys want and we will respond. But no, thank you guys. It's been a lovely episode. Thank you. Thank you, Maxine. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Maxine. Thank, thank you, you so, so much, Maxine. No worries. You guys were great. Thanks. Um, Hopefully, hopefully we can speak again about something else next time. Yes, <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. definitely. <laughs> but no, it's been All great. Right. You take care then. You, you take too. care too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.